Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hoopballers! Friday, February 21st. What's up, guys? It's today in sports betting. It's Josh Millman, back to my regularly scheduled programming. And with me, my usual counterpart on Fridays, Devin Ellington. Devin, what's up, man? Howdy, Josh. How's it going? It's going. It's going. I wish that all of our listeners could see your beard right now it is phenomenal <laughs> Devin's, oh, got, Devin's our our bearded warrior here he looks like a viking man like or the or the caddy from happy gilmore <laughs> i like that too <laughs> that's great I, I honestly i speak out of jealousy i cannot grow a beard like that it would drive me nuts so i'm giving you all the unwanted visual footballers so forgive me it's friday what are you gonna do Anyway, today in sports betting, we are a hoop ball presentation. Follow us on Twitter. This is where we're going to put all of our official bets at hoop ball gaming. It's where you can find us. I am at Josh Millman. Devin is, I'm going to get this, D A L E 007. All right, I nailed that one. Yes. Uh, so check us out. When we go through all of our NBA and college hoops bets today, that's where we're going to make them official on Twitter. So follow us, give us a shout, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk with you throughout the games. And uh, yeah, you know, it'll be a lot of fun. We'll make some money as we do it. Got to give a shout out to our friends at mybookie.ag. That's where we're placing all of our bets this year. And make sure you head over there. Log in. Make your initial deposit, and you'll get 50% match from mybookie.ag up to $1,000. Deposit $2,000, you'll get back an additional $1,000 from mybookie.ag when you use the promo code TODAY, the word TODAY, T-O-D-A-Y. I know some of you regulars are probably sick of me hearing it, but go on over to mybookie. I'm not going to stop until you all sign up over there. And use the promo code today, T-O-D-A-Y. And that's how they'll know Hoopball sent you. Been a great partner of ours, and we look forward to 
our continued partnership with mybookie.ag. So check them out and get that 50% back on your first deposit. Head on over to the mothership as well, hoop-ball.com. we got some fantastic writers, all the NBA coverage you can handle. The great Aaron Bruski doing his fantasy analysis. Folks like Dan Bespris, Mike Passador, Eric Ong, you name it. Some of the best in the basketball business over there, hoop-ball.com. Make sure you sign up for Aaron Bruski's newsletter. Regular season's coming to a close, and it's still the best fantasy analysis you will get as we close out the NBA regular season and the fantasy season as well. Playoffs are coming, folks. So go on over to hoop-ball.com for all your fantasy NBA needs. Devin, you got a bunch of NBA to get through. Finally. Yeah, I know. It's nice to be back. We kind of <laughs> had like a little bit of an appetizer last night. Now we get our main course on Friday. So we're going to just dive right into this bad boy. We'll start with the Orlando Magic hosting the Dallas Mavericks in the Magic Kingdom. The Mavs are four-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Over-under is 220. Uh, the tale of the tape here is that really the, the Mavs now have back Luka Doncic, and as Luka goes, so do the Mavs. They were playing you know, roughly 500 ball without him, kind of a, a mediocre squad. Kristaps Porzingis was in and out of the lineup as well. Um, but they are hanging on to the seventh seed in the Western Conference um, and uh, did win their last game prior to the All-Star break against the Kings. The Magic, on the other hand, have were, were, were pretty dreadful prior to the break. They won their last two before the break began, but, uh, you know, defeating the likes of, of the Hawks and Pistons on their home court, that's nothing to really get excited about. And prior to those two wins, they were losers of eight of their previous nine. It was an ugly stretch for them. In the meantime, there are two very glaring numbers in this one that I'm sure Devin will, will love to pounce on here, is that the Mavs on the road against the spread – are monsters. They're 18 and eight straight up when on the road. And then against the spread, they're 18, six and two on the season. The magic on the other hand are, are, are only 15 and 13 on the season at home. And against the spread, they are a dreadful 10, 17 and one. It's only four and a half. Luca's back and the magic haven't exactly been you know, world beaters, if that. So, Devin, is this as easy as I'm making this sound? Well, if it was, we'd all be millionaires. Exactly, I know. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, obviously the, you know, probably the popular play here is going to be the Mavericks with that minus four, four and a half. I think you'll probably later in the day see this line get bet up to probably five, five and a half if, you know, I'm not mistaken. I'm not, not Stradamus, but who knows? Sometimes I'm right. Could be. You have um, heard of no Stradamus. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they had razors back then. So. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, another thing that I really like, you know, I, you might have touched on this already, but the over and the uh, under numbers for the Mavericks on the road, 17 and 9. The one thing that gives me a little pause is that the Magic are 19. Nine and eighteen and one uh, at home as far as to the under. So, 
those kind of cancel each other out in my opinion. So I think the true value lies in the um, spread here with Dallas. They're the better team, obviously. Um, they're going to try to push to get back into the middle of the pack in the West. So these Eastern Conference middling lower level teams, uh, I don't see Rick Carlisle letting his team um, lose to one of these guys. And um, I think he's going to have them locked in. They're healthy, as healthy as they've been all year, I would say. Um, so I think the Mavericks are in a good spot here. Um, with that being said, they also have a slight letdown spot, but I don't think it'll happen. I, I think they'll come out and win by at least six. So um, that's probably where I draw my line. If you do see this number bet up, um, I'd say five and a half, six is where I wouldn't say, whoa, uh, I'm good. I think that's I think that's right. I, I I mean, I talked about it just through the the spread numbers and figured ah this is this is a cakewalk. But you know what, the Magic are fighting for a playoff spot as well, so they're they're not going to let up. You know, so at the same time, Dallas getting Luca back is just you know it was a nice injection for them right before the break. You know, and again, like we said, as as Luca goes, so do these Mavs. Really, they've been one of the best offensively rated teams throughout the season. They're tops in the league in the last five. It's hard to bet against that. Um, but I hear you. Just keep an eye on that line. I do like them at, at, at giving up four and a half in this one, just given their their success on the road and given that, yeah, like you said, Carlisle isn't going to let them take a game off here. So I like sure. the Mavs in this one. We will move on to a, a much less exciting game, a, a defense optional game, if you will. The Cleveland Cavaliers taking on the Washington Wizards. Uh, the spread here is minus six to the Wizards. The over-under is, again, a defense optional 236 and a half. So big line in this one. We Normally we would just say, all right, these are two bad teams. Just go either which way. You know, oddly enough, I feel like the the Wizards kind of still have an outside shot at the playoffs. They actually do. They're only three games out from the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference, which considering how the season's gone for the Wizards, this is kind of stunning. So they, they are winners of their last two. They're actually six and four in their last ten. Um, so, you know, they've been playing better ball as of late. They are a little bit banged up, though even though the break uh, had just happened. It seems like Thomas Bryant is questionable. Uh, Ian Mahimi is also questionable in this one. And so they're not quite healthy in their front court yet, but um, Moritz Wagner should still be fine. Everyone else is all right for the Wizards. And the Cavs appear to be fully healthy uh, as well. Kevin Love will be back in this one. At the same time, I don't want to just, you know, just give it all away for the Wizards because – it might be a little bit of a dead cat bounce thing happening with the Cavaliers because John Beeline's out. Yeah. yeah. And the reports were kind of ugly about what was happening in that Cavs locker room. So I don't know if this is just a giant weight lifted off this team's shoulders or if this team is going to remain toxic or if the new interim coach, J.B. Bickerstaff, can – get some motivation out of these guys. So Devin is, is six too much here. Are the Cavs even worth considering as a bit of a bounce back here? Yeah. Um, I think it'd be a nifty little 
cute angle to take the Cavaliers here. I think um, J.B. Bickerstaff, you know, he's been on some of those great Lakers staffs, if I'm not cur- uh, not mistaken. Um, so he's had some success. I think he's interimed before. Um, I think the players are obviously going to play a little harder for him than they are than they were for Bayline. Just considering the stuff that's coming out about what was going on and how the team was like purposely, you know, like playing songs with the word that that were based around the word thug uh, in the locker room. Um, You know, it was just kind of ugly from what it sounded like. Um, However, this game and one other game, um, I have a specific angle I'm looking to take because I was able to uh, find some really good information from uh, Bet Labs. Um, just a database tool that, um, you know, gives you all sorts of useless information and help you overthink your bets. (laughs) So I'm going to share that with you and the listeners. So um, since 2005, the team's first game back from when they are coming back from the break, um, those teams have combined for 154 and 126 and 5. So 55% to the over. Mm. Now, this is a big number right now on the over, and I think a lot of people are going to see it and their eyes are going to pop, so they're going to automatically assume to play the under. So I'm going to let this line come down a little bit for me so I can pounce on this. Now, the second part of these numbers is um, teams with losing records. Teams with losing records, that over number jumps from 55% to 68.4 to the over. Whoa. Playing their first game after the All-Star break. So teams with losing records and playing their first game after the All-Star break, a 68.4% over. So that is the angle I'm going to be taking on this. If I can get it anywhere around like 235, 236, I'd be a little bit more comfortable than closer to that 240 mark. But both of these teams are top 10 in pace, uh, you know, in the last five, 10 games. So um, pace is going to be there. And as far as offensive ratings go, um, you know, Cleveland's nothing to write home to mom about. But, you know, Washington is capable. They got Bradley Beal. Both of these teams are actually at 20 and 21, respectively, um, in offensive rating, which, you know, there's worse teams to put in there with this high pace um, and lack of defense. So I like the over here. But first, I want to see it get that down just a smidge to make myself a little bit more comfortable. But that's going to be my angle in this game. I got you. Yeah, it's a big number, man. Yeah, it's it's a it's a big big number. But uh, those are some great numbers that you threw out there on on teams post break. But that's yeah, that's that's a big big angle to take. Um, but still, on the season, both teams are over five hundred, um, uh, both at home and on the road to the over. So I do like the angle. It, it is consistent with how they've been uh, all year uh, when it comes to over under. It's still a big number, but again, this is going to be a defense optional game in all likelihood. Um, and yeah, I could see people pouncing the under in this one. Just uh, the Wizards have been playing better defense as of late, but still, this is going to be a fit, like you said, fast paced, high scoring game. The Wizards are trying to get into the playoffs, and the Cavs have a bit of a, you know, hopefully, we'll see, a, a bit of a dead cat bounce. So, might be an interesting one. We'll see how it shakes out. The Phoenix Suns are traveling north of the border to Toronto to take on the Raptors. The Raptors are eight-point favorites. Over-under here is 228 and a half. The 
the Raptors are still getting a bit healthy. They had their long winning streak snapped by the Nets just prior to the break. So time to start a new one. Marcus although is still out with a hamstring injury. Uh, Norman Powell is also out uh, as he had a, a finger injury and he's uh, been ruled out for about a week or so. The Phoenix Suns appear to be at full strength. DeAndre Aiden listed as probable. So it seems like he is expected back from his ankle injury. Uh, Dario Sarch is also expected to be back as well for the Suns. Now on the season, the Suns, you know, you know, look, the, the Raptors are good. The Suns have been kind of all over the map. They started out hot. They've been dreadful. They were kind of dreadful heading into the break also. They're only 3-7 and seven in their last 10. Uh, their last game was a win against the Warriors, which is, again, nothing really too exciting to really look at. Did have some quality wins mixed in, some really ugly losses mixed in as well. So, again, it seems like it's the same old Suns you know, from a pure play uh, standpoint. As far as spreads go, the Raptors are outstanding at home, 17-11 against the spread on the season. The Suns uh, are, are okay on the road. They're pretty good, 14-12 and 12 against the spread on the road. Uh, but I would imagine that after a loss – you know, heading into the break, the Raptors are probably thinking, hey, let's time to start a new one. You know, the Suns, again, no, one, no one's really that threatened by the Suns, but are they enough to cover the eight points? Devin, what do you got for me here? I hate the Suns. I hate, <laughs> I hate betting against them or with them. I hate trying to figure out if it's going to go over or under. I am staying very far away from this game for personal reasons. It's kind of like how Ira is with the Nets. Um, you know, it's just like everyone has that one team where they just cannot figure them out. So I'm going to throw some numbers out here and see if it's enticing you. So Toronto's 0-5 against the spread in their last five games when playing at home against Phoenix. Mm. Phoenix is also 10-0 and against the spread in their last 10 games against Toronto. Yeesh. So I – would say, hey, this is a lot of points. Phoenix is getting some guys back. They have a decent defense. I'm going to go ahead and take those points. And then they get blown out by 20. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not touching it. I really just can't. I, I, I've tried with the Suns so many times this year. And as a better, it's good to know when you just need to stop. The last few games that they've played, I haven't done anything as far as action that involved the Suns. So, uh, no for me, no, no. Yeah, the, the Suns are all over the place. I mean, they'll, you'll see they'll get the random quality wins. Like, they destroyed the Rockets on their home court right. a couple weeks ago. Just absolutely dismantled them. And then they'll come back and get throttled by, you know, like the Pistons or the Nets mm-hmm. or the Lakers. And the Lakers are great, but, like, I, it, it's just game to game. You don't know with them. It's kind of nuts. I mean, you know, they beat but, Dallas one thirty three to one hundred four. Yeah, this was that was also pretty recent. Yeah, this was a couple weeks ago that they just they absolutely destroyed the Mavericks in Dallas. It it, it can really go either way with the Suns, and I I get it. And and really looking at the stats, they're one of those perfectly mediocre teams. Like just over the course of the past five games, net rating one point one, and that's it. Like you know. Offensive rating, 113.5. Defensive rating, 112. 
good enough for 16th in the league in, in, in net rating, right down the middle. So it's kind of hard to really say either which way because it seems like the pendulum kind of swings so far back and forth that they just kind of meet right down the middle at the end of the day. So I, I, I am with you. It's a line that kind of screams stay away. Um, it's enough for me to kind of say, look, I, I would bet that the Suns are going to want to be competitive. Like you said, Aiton's back and they're, they're at full strength. Raptors still a bit dinged up. And while, yeah, on paper, the Raptors should handle business, the Suns could give them a scare. So, yeah, I'm, I, I, I like this as a, a stay away. But let's keep our eye on the line. Maybe we can, we can entice – we can entice it down or up or down one way or another. Yeah. I'm just going to tell the public to all take the points with Phoenix so I can jump on Toronto at like <laughs> minus two. <laughs> Wishful thinking. Go ahead, public. Okay. Take, 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 <laughs> help, de- help make Devin a winner instead of the rest of you. What, what kind of service are we doing here, Devin? <laughs> wink, 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 nudge, nudge. Wink, wink, mm-hmm. exactly. All right. The, don't do that, guys. Don't no, do don't that, do that. Yeah, no, no, there. don't do that. All right. Um, the Pacers are in Madison Square Garden to take on the Knicks. They are six point favorites. Indiana is definitely not the Knicks. Knicks are not favorites. Who am I kidding? Over under is 211 and a half. Pacers with a really big win before heading into the break because they were they were kind of really bad for a little bit. And they needed to snap their skid in the worst way, and they did it pretty emphatically with the win on their home court against the Bucks. So it wasn't just like any random win. It was a win against the best team in the league. Uh, hopefully gave them a little bit of a confidence boost. And the Knicks get to roll out the wet red carpet uh, for um, – for the Pacers over at Madison Square Garden. The Knicks, uh, look, you know, I don't want to get too deep into the rabbit hole with the Knicks, losers of their last two, but have been playing 500 ball over their last 10 games. Um, have had some sneaky wins, had a, a small little winning streak going. They won uh, four in a row. And they were Knicks. covering. They yeah. Were covering and, some games. Exactly. So we, you know, the Knicks were sneakily better as the, as, you know, just ahead of the break against the spread. You know, there's nothing really to, to write home about too much really on either team. Both are above 500 against the spread. The Knicks are 14 and 13 at home. The Pacers 15, and 11 uh, on the road against the spread. Um, Devin, this is another one that I'm like, I don't really know because, you know, you could look at the six and say, oh, yeah, the Pacers are going to clobber them. But then you realize, oh, the Knicks are playing better ball here. Better be careful. So what do we think about this one? Yeah, so we have some recent uh, data to go off of. Indiana and New York actually just played on the 1st of February. And Indiana was hosting, and they were 11-point favorites. But New York walked out of there with a 92-85 victory. Hello. So the over-under was set at 212.5, and, and I'm no mathematician, but I believe that went under. So, Seems like well under, yes, sir. Um, and both teams, like, they shot, you know, Indiana shot 42.1%, and New York shot 41.5%. So New York got outshot, but where they – 
did pick them apart was they out rebounded the Pacers uh, 34 to 57. Hmm. Now, with that number being what it is, that might tell me that maybe Sabonis was out that game. I know he was missing some games uh, in that time frame, so I don't know that as a fact, but that would be my guess if they're missing that many rebounds. Um, yeah, like we said, New York's covering some games recently, specifically against the Eastern Conference. They're 11-3-1 and in their last 15. And then the last six games, you know, 4-1-1 one, and one, with one push there. Um, man, this is a – I would say take the over because it's so low. But, um, man, it, this is a weird line. Um, I'm kind of a bit gun-shy about it just because – I could see it going drastically every which way. Um, I could see the Knicks winning by a few points, but I could also see them getting blown out by 15. Does it um, help that the Knicks are 9, 17, and 1 to the under? It does. It does, but, you know, uh, sometimes numbers round out. They could hit over at home the next two games, and they're right there at 11, 17, and 1. Uh Man, and, and seeing what they did against each other specifically just, you know, less than a month ago, scoring collectively less than 180 points. So I, I really have a lot of pause on this. I want to dig into some metrics a little further, you know, see about, like, pace of play, defensive ratings, you know, just kind of the way their possessions have been ending up. Um, so right now I don't have a play on it. I think it's an interesting game. There's some value in here somewhere. I just want to be able to pinpoint it. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like you said, there's a lot of different angles that you could look at here for this one. I, I just, I don't know. For, for, for my vantage point, I mean, the under still does kind of stand out a little bit just because the Knicks, the Knicks, like, yeah, like you said, they were struggling to score really, like, for the last, like, several weeks or so. And then they got rid of their best scorer in Marcus Morris and sent him to Los Angeles at the oh, trade yeah. deadline. That's a, that's a good point. So there are two games where they scored over 105 points. Okay. were against the Hawks in an overtime game. And the Hawks have one of the worst defenses in the league and were against the Cavs also in an overtime game. And the Cavs, one of the worst defenses in the league. Yeah. So I, I you know, every, every other time, again, like you said, the, the, against the same Pacers team, 92 points against the Pistons who are no defensive stalwarts. 95 points and against the wizards who are very much no defensive stalwarts 96 points so i don't know where their scoring is coming from other than julius randall pounding the basketball into the dirt um you know so i i still yeah that that under is is a big market correction but at the same time it's it's still very much in play with these two teams right right yeah, you know, I just looked up some pace numbers right here. New York's 21st in their last five, so they're not playing at a bolstered pace. Indiana's at 16, and, uh, you know, both of these teams have been slipping as far as offensive metrics go. Uh, Indiana's 18, New York is uh, 23rd. So uh, you're kind of talking me into the under a little bit. Uh, yeah. I, want, I want to see what's going on with T.J. Warren. Um, I know he. Yeah, he's, he's questionable for this. He's one. still questionable. Um, 
if he's out, I would definitely say the under, um, probably a little more safely. Gotcha. Lean to the under. Lean to the under. We'll see. And we'll make our official plays at Hoopball Gaming on Twitter. So you don't have to memorize everything. Don't worry. We will make sure that we cover all of this on Twitter. So give us a follow when you have an opportunity. And we will, yeah, that's where we'll be making our official plays, any commentary, so on and so forth. Check us out over on Twitter. We will move on to, we spent way too much time on the Knicks, my friend. Um, (laughs) We will jump ahead to the Boston Celtics headed to Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves. The Celtics are minus seven here over under 228 and a half. The big story obviously is no Carl Anthony Towns for the foreseeable future for the Minnesota Timberwolves. At the same time, no Kemba Walker mm-hmm. for the Boston Celtics. Uh, Jalen Brown will be back. Tatum and Hayward are still healthy and still doing a ton. Uh, but the Timberwolves are in full-on tank mode. They have been lousy for the better part of the past month. They have, like, I think a single win or maybe two wins in the year 2020. One in 15 in their last 16. Holy Moses. That is (laughs) not good basketball, folks. Um, Minus seven doesn't seem like a ton. And let's also just make sure that we call out that the Timberwolves on their home court are an absolutely a Abysmal six twenty and one mm-hmm. against the spread on their home court. So that is this as simple as this is looking? Like, please tell me that there's some other angle here. Well, I would say that, but last time I tried to fade the Timberwolves at home, uh, they they screwed the pooch, and I was the pooch. Mm-hmm. So, um, guess who the number fourth offensive rated team is in the last five games? Is it the Boston Celtics, sir? No, sir. It is the Minnesota Timberwolves. What? You're kidding me. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Uh, Boston's actually slipped outside of the top 10 at uh, 15th. You are right. But they're the sixth. Boston's the sixth defensive club uh, since sixth rated. Um, so I think that makes me feel a lot better. Um, you know, this is these are two different pedigrees of teams. Uh, you know, the numbers are what they are. And, you know, you can look at this any which way you can, but I think it just the, – the proof is in the pastry. You got a really good team on the road. You have a really good team as a whole with great coaching, good players, depth. And then you have Minnesota, yeah. um, who is down their best player. Now, they do have D'Angelo Russell. Don't forget about him. They, they got him. But, you know, I don't know – who else is even going to be playing for these guys? Um, it's kind of like they're in that same Detroit boat. So, yeah, um, Boston laying the points. I, I kind of like the under also just because Boston is a really good defensive team. I could see them stifling um, stifling this Minnesota team. But with that being said, they could also score a bunch of points themselves, maybe like 120, 124-ish. So I'd be careful with the under, but if – I was going to pick an over-under, which I probably won't in this game, lean to the under, um, but Boston laying in the seven. I think it's just going to get bigger and bigger in the day. 
think people are going to probably bet this up to, I'd say, eight and a half. So yeah. get it while you can. Um, I don't think people are going to rush the gates to go take points for Minnesota. Uh, so No, I don't think so. I, I, I would think that, you know, that set, that this seven number is probably the best we're going to see. Yeah, I'm all, seeing all day, 60, so. 66% of those uh, consen- consensus spread bets are on Boston. So that's mm, probably Yeah, gonna, that, that line's going to jump. Yeah. There, there, it's got to be Kemba or no Kemba. Like that's, you know, this, this, this Celtics team has been really good over, the, over their last 10 games. Um, really put on a, an absolutely outstanding performance to close out uh, the first half of the season against the Clippers in overtime. Um, Tatum looks the part, man. Just um, oh, yeah. he's he's great, and just yeah, it's hard. Seven points it almost feels like nothing in this kind of matchup uh, with 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 all the headwinds facing Minnesota as an organization. Um, so yeah, I would I would imagine that line's gonna get up to maybe as close as double digits. I don't even yeah. know, but yeah. but I would imagine that that's the case. So if if you're listening to this, hopefully you, you can get that locked in pretty early because uh, I, I'd be worried about that line jumping up. Um, we will yeah. jump ahead. The Denver Nuggets traveling to Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder. Game right now is one and a half in favor of Oklahoma City, over under 215. The, the, this is going to be a good game. I, I like, game. Yeah, like, I like both these teams. The Thunder have been great. Uh, over their last 10, seven and three. The Nuggets also seven and three. Uh, they did drop, the Nuggets dropped their last one uh, prior to the break, an OT kind of barn burner against the Lakers. Tough loss for them on their home court. Uh, so now they have to travel to OKC. Uh, the Thunder seem like they're, uh, you know, in that sixth seed, again, exceeded all expectations this season. They seem like they're in a really good uh, position to make the playoffs. Um, and I would say just like, you know, OKC at home, four, you know, 15 and 14 against the spread at home. Um, but on the road, they're dominant, except they're just not on the road against the spread tonight. The Nuggets, on the other hand, are, they're okay against the spread uh, on the road, 14, uh, 12 and 1. So it's very clearly this is going to be a great game between two good teams playing both both teams playing good ball at this moment. I'm a hot, having a hard time figuring out what the angle is with a one and a half point spread here. Um, other than it's just being a, a really good basketball game. Uh, is there, is there a, a, an angle you like here, Devin? Yeah. So I was actually looking at just taking Denver um, on the money line. Mm. Um you know, I think they're going to win this game. They've had some recent success against the Thunder. But the spread and the money line, uh, you know, they're the same value. I'm seeing minus 105 right now. But to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense to take the one point. You know, it's like, you know, at best what you get a push. But if they lose by a bucket, they lose by a bucket. Right. So, but I think that they're the better team, you know, obviously defensively. Uh, Jokic is starting to come along, and um, their guards are actually starting to play. One thing that stinks is Will Barton's doubtful. Yeah. But they do have depth, you know. Uh, they should be getting Plumlee back. Um, they should be getting um, Porter Jr. in there again. So, you know, they're I'd say they're 98% healthy. 
Yeah, Barton's, uh, Barton's uh, yeah, about, he, he's, I'm seeing him as questionable. He's probably closer to doubtful for doubtful. this one. But, yes, Plumlee and, and Porter Jr. are back for the Nuggets. So they are getting closer to full strength. Um, Denver is a road team just straight up. You know, they're 17 and 10. So they're almost 10 games over the 500 mark. Uh, Oklahoma City's 17 and 12. So real close there. I, you know, this should be a pick of, in my opinion. And, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick the, I'm gonna pick the Nuggets. Uh, last time they played, which was in December, which is a long time ago, lots of, lots has changed in the league, but, um, the over-under was 204, and that went over at 212. Uh, Denver won 110 to 102, and they uh, were also the five-point favorites, Denver was. So a little bit of market correction here. Um, like I said, I think it should be a pick em. Um But I'm looking at possibly the under 215, and um, I also like Denver on the money line. Nice. So I like the plays. Yeah. I like the plays. It should be a good – it should be a really good game. Two, two good teams uh, duking it out. And, uh, yeah, but that's a smart play. You know, if, they're, if the Nuggets are only, you know, getting one and a half, it's, yeah, it's going to be, you know, short of a one-point win either which way, you're better off playing the money line as it is. So, it's yeah. the same, like you said, same value. I like the play. Um, and, again, we will post once it is made official on Twitter. Uh, with that, we will move on. The San Antonio Spurs taking on the Utah Jazz in Utah. The Jazz are seven-point favorites here, over under 221 and a half. The Spurs have been largely flailing uh, headed into the break, three and seven. They just can't seem to get over the hump. You know, we always talk about how, you know, you almost need to kind of kill the Spurs altogether these pop led spurs before you can actually declare them dead. Right. Uh, but they went on the road uh, prior to the break and were, were thoroughly dismantled by the Clippers, the Lakers, the trailblazers, the Kings, the nuggets uh, before finally ending their skid against the thunder uh, prior to the break. So they, they've gotten, they got destroyed uh, when they were out West and they remain on the road against a very tough Jazz team. This has been a brutal stretch for the Spurs. The Jazz um, had been hot, cooled off significantly, and then entered the break having won uh, four in a row. Um, doing so, again, mostly close games, uh, beating the Blazers, beating the Rockets, uh, beating the Mavericks, but then uh, really handing the Heat their rear ends uh, on their home court. So they are hosting the Spurs right now. Again, the Spurs are reeling, but again, it's a pop team and you know that they are not going to just roll over, especially when the playoffs are still a possibility for these guys. And Mike Conley is out for the, the jazz. DeRozan will be in for the Spurs. Is there anything here that is making you lean either which way, Devin? Well, I was actually going to ask a couple questions, you know, oh. to try to help generate, you know, how I feel about this game. All right. And by the questions that I ask, I think you're going to probably be able to determine which way I'm leaning as far as trying to find value in this game. I do love so, question and answer time with Devin. Here we go. Uh, so January 29th, these two teams played. They combined for 247 points. 
San Antonio won, 127 to 120. Hmm. The over-under was set at 220 and a half. So we saw a correction of, you know, another couple points uh, from then to now. In their last 10 games, the over has been 6-1 and one, um, for San Antonio on the road. And uh, Utah, 3-2 and two at home. They're probably going to get DeRozan back. He's probable. And then going into this next part of the numbers that I found. So when you see a team or two teams that are playing each other and you look and see that their pace of play is sluggish. I mean, San Antonio's 27th and Utah's 22nd. But then you go and look at their offensive numbers, and these are all last five. Um, Utah's top five and San Antonio's 10th. And then you throw defensive ratings in there, like San Antonio being absolutely worst at 30, and Utah is up there at 10. So when you see conflicting information like that, where teams are so far down in the pace of play column, but their offensive rating is through the roof, and then you have a team like the Spurs that have no tendencies to be an over team, especially on the road, and giving up every bucket possible being worst in their last five as far as defensive ratings go. Does that pace of play deter you from, you know, those offensive numbers that you're seeing and tendencies and just trends? You're asking me this. Um, I don't know that it deters me necessarily because the numbers are the numbers. Like you said, it's, it's, you know, they're still top 10 offensive rating teams in their last five. They combined for, what was it, 247 yeah, their, yeah. their last time out. And I, I, I don't think that – I think that the defensive numbers are what kind of stands out to me is that San Antonio is a, a lousy defensive team. Like, mm-hmm. I, and that's – even in their last five, it's, that's been fairly consistent all season. They're not the worst team in, in the league, but they've, they've largely been a mediocre to bad defensive team for most of the season. So none of this really surprises me. Yeah, they're they're 24th in the full season. So it's not like this is, you know, that much out, that out of context for this team to give up a ton of points to the Jazz who can be ruthlessly efficient uh when it comes to scoring the basketball. Yeah. All right, yeah, good take. I just uh I think I'm going to go with the over. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> After all uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I we, just needed some reassurance. No, no. I, 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 I look at it as, you know, I don't know that as good a coach as Greg Popovich is that they're going to solve their defensive problems from a week off of basketball. Like those right. problems have been consistent. And even with Conley out for the Jazz, it's not as it, like Joe Ingles plays his best when Conley's out and he's in control uh, of the basketball and he's able to distribute to guys like Bogdanovich and Donovan Mitchell. So I, I don't think that that really changes very much. And I think the jazz, like, like, you know, like we said, the pace doesn't really matter. I, I, they've been one of the, the most efficient teams they have. They're, they're third in that stretch in terms of effective field goal percentage and, you know, top five in true shooting. So, uh, they're, they've just been they've been shooting the basketball really well. I think that's what sure. all it comes down to. Yeah, and I think playing against a lousy team, yeah, I think that over is very much in play. Awesome. 
Let's move ahead to the New Orleans Pelicans headed to Portland to take on the Blazers. The Pelicans are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Over-under is a massive 238. The big story, obviously, is Damian Lillard will not be available for this one as well as the next several games for the Trailblazers, hence the Pelicans with the four-and-a-half-point advantage in terms of the spread. Pelicans... Pelicans have been, you know, they've been all right. I, a, a good offensive team over their last five uh, at the same time, just, you know, had been playing well. They're still on the outside kind of looking in six and four in their last 10. They dropped their last one um, against the Thunder uh, just prior to the break. And if you're looking for recency, as I know you like to do, Devin, yes. the, uh, these two teams played each other in New Orleans and the Blazers got whooped badly, 138 to 117. So, hence the massive over-under number, hence the Pelicans being favorites, um, despite the fact that the Blazers are on their home court. Um, I I don't know that there's really anything more to it than that. This is a, a real trouble spot for the Blazers, given that Dame is, is – this team is really has really go gone as Dame has gone, and there's no Dame in this one. They're eleven fourteen and one against the spread at home. The Pels are eh, they're a five hundred team against the road, but you know just given the recent history, given how these teams have played over the past few games, uh, this one's screaming Pelicans. But am I wrong here, Devin? What do you think? Yeah, so I actually signed with you on that. And then I prefaced, uh, you know, the stats I gave involving two teams or two different uh, games on the slate about the first game back and the teams with losing records with the over. This is the second game. Um, that total set in the most recent game they played was at 243 and a half, and they blew that out of the water. And I know that Damian was playing, uh, Damian Lillard was playing that game. He's not this one. But um, they only corrected it by five points from what I see in my quick math here. But, um, you know, Portland's 5-0 and in their last five at home against the spread. So I think those numbers are going to start tapering off a little bit here and balancing out. Uh, Damian Lillard is obviously the key cog in this team. And like you said, as they go, he goes and vice versa. Um, looks like Brandon Ingram's probable. So that's good news for the Pelicans. Uh, all I can say is 68.4% to the over <laughs> with mm. teams that have losing records and are playing their first game after the all-star break. And then these teams being over teams already on the year, you know, just specifically in the last 10, six and four to the over for New Orleans and seven and three for Portland to the over. So it's glaring. Uh, and sometimes it glares so much that it's scary, but I think you got to lay the points with New Orleans and then you've got to take the over. Again, see if some public uh, bets are going to, you know, wager it down to 237 and a half, you know, see if you can shave an extra point off with patience. 
But right now, 67% of the bets are coming into the over, so I imagine more will come in. So this is something that you probably want to jump on right now. 68% uh, of the money coming in on the spread for New Orleans also. Mm. So if you like these numbers now, which I personally do, um, I would say you got to jump on them. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine these things will probably move more towards uh, – spread towards New Orleans, the over – uh, kind of jumping up a little bit. Yeah, like you said, they 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 blew that over uh, out out of the water last time. So there's no reason why, even without Dame, there's no reason why the two teams can't do it again. Um, so it'll be yeah. I would I would I, I like the over under play. Both teams have been really playing towards the uh, the over. And yeah, that 68 percent number, man. I, I I dig it. That's good. That's a good nugget right there. <laughs> um, let's wrap this bad boy up. The Memphis Grizzlies. Headed to L.A. to take on the Lakers. The Lakers, 11-point favorites against the Grizz, over under 232 and a half. Uh, really, the focus here is that the Grizzlies just dropped the, a game yesterday to the Kings in Sacramento uh, and now have to play a road back-to-back -back right out of the chute against the Lakers, who, uh, you know, Initially, got you know we're looking a little herky jerky, but finished uh, the pre-break stretch uh, on the strong end of things. Uh, they won three in a row uh, for their last five, including a, a nice little statement win in Denver uh, in overtime. So the Lakers are back, uh, hopefully looking to cement their status as top dogs out west. The Grizzlies need to be careful. Um, uh, they don't want to lose any ground to any of the potential, um, any of the potential teams below them that are trying to make a late run into that eighth seed out west. Uh, Eleven points, though, uh, it, it's still a big number. Um, Devin, how how's the back-to-back -back play in this one? It's a very big uh, dynamic. You know, it's luckily not a lot of travel. Um, but with that being said, you know, the Grizzlies, I think they know they let one get, get away from them last night. You know, they were just a one-point favorite. Um, so that was a little bit weird as far as that line. Um, but, you know, it's the Lakers. You know, they're, they're really good. But I, 11 points is a lot, and they're not actually covering that well at home in general. And then I'm uh, doing some digging here, trying to find, you know, what their spread percentage is for, like, double-digit uh, spreads. Um, you know, they haven't really been that successful in that as well. Um, you know, I think whenever they're huge favorites, those are usually the games where they kind of come out lackadaisically. Uh, but this is um, – one of those games that I'm a little bit gun shy on, you know, the Lakers at home, it, it's still a lot of points though. You know, it's in this Memphis team, they've done some good for us uh, recently and in the past this season for uh, selfishly our picks and such. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm seeing some projected scores and metrics out there of like right around 120 to 105. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if the Ma or I'm sorry, the uh, Lakers come out and win by you know 20 points. But it wouldn't shock me either if Memphis kept it close and lost by you know a handful of points. 
So I'm probably going to leave this one alone just because I can't find any true value um, in any side. You know, no numbers staggeringly, staggeringly stick out. So there's nothing um, that I'm seeing that's making me a little bit more comfortable any which way. Yeah, the back-to-back piece is, is tough. And, you know, as much as we've loved Memphis all year, they did burn us yesterday yeah. Uh, in, in Sacramento. That felt like, oh, there, there's a, you know, getting a point in Sacramento. Okay, sign us up. And then, nope, wasn't meant yeah. to be. Um, so, yeah, it's hard to say with, with conviction either which way because that spread is pretty big. The back-to-back is scary, but Memphis is young and – may want to try to bounce back. They know, look, they, they're not, they're young, but they know they need to play ball if they want to hold on to that playoff spot. But uh, the Lakers are tough, but that it's a line that could scream potential backdoor or the Lakers get off to a slow start. You know, maybe there's a live line play like Ira likes to do here yeah. uh, that if the Lakers jump out to a big lead that like you can play, you know, the Grizzlies like, I don't know, like what plus 17 plus 18 or something like yeah. that. I'm channeling my inner Ira here. Plus uh, 14, I think, would even be where that sweet spot would start for me. You probably. Know, plus 14, that'd be nice. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. So maybe we'll keep an eye on that one. And, again, follow us on Twitter, at Gaming. That is where we will make our official plays for tonight for the NBA slate. And it's also Ivy League night. Devin. Yes. the folks some college hoops. Oh, I love Ivy League. Well, I love one team specifically in the Ivy League. And I feel like if you've listened to the show in the past, you probably know exactly where I'm going to go. But Yale is taking on Cornell. They are the road team. Yale is. But that's not stopping me from go ahead and just laying this 11 and a half point line. I woke up this morning, saw that it moved from 12 to 11 and a half, and I was even more happy. So I'm going to go ahead and lay this. If it goes down to 10 and a half, I'm going to lay it. You know, I think people are just seeing a big number and seeing a home dog, but Cornell's pretty terrible. Uh, Yale is really, really, really good. Um, I know I've been harping them, uh, talking a lot about them, but, you know, they're an efficient team. Um, They're efficient on offense and defense, top 75 in both metrics. Field goal percentage defense, they're 51st in the country. Three-point percentage defense, they're 73rd in the country. And Cornell's offense ranks 221 and 304, respectively, in those categories. Uh, Give me Yale. You know, it's easy. Just (laughs) take Yale and have some fun. Yale Bulldogs. Yes. Uh, Man, I I can't wait to see them in the tournament. It's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. Uh, And then I've got some – Mid-Atlantic Athletic Conference action. So the MAC. It's a little elongated MAC conference. But uh, St. Peter's on the road taking on Manhattan, the Jaspers. I really like St. Peter's as the one-and-a-half-point dog here. But I'm going to take them on the money line because there's some plus value in that. And um, Manhattan is not that great as far as an offensive club goes. And um, they're 175th in field goal attempt rate. Uh, St. Peter's defense is 33rd in the country as far as uh, field goal attempt rate allowed. Uh, Their offensive metrics for Manhattan, you know, they're 341st in field goal percentage. 
317th in three-point percentage, 317th in mid-range percentage, 314th in near proximity percentage. Uh, they're pretty terrible. Um, and St. Peter's defense is actually um, staggeringly better in those categories. Um, so I'm going to rely on the defense here. I'm going to take um, what I see in my eye test. You know, believe it or not, I watch a lot of this MAAC conference for some reason. I don't know why. But it's sometimes the only thing on on Friday nights. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, St. Peter's getting the points, but I like them on the money line to get you some plus money. So give me Yale and St. Peter's. Wow. Devin is always digging deep on the college hoops. I love it. <laughs> I love it, but let's go make our, our, our friends some money here. Yes. Uh, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, appreciate all of your help with the NBA and college uh, basketball betting. Uh, again, we are today in sports betting. We are going to keep going, man. Just uh, all the hoop action we can bring you. Uh, Ira's got NHL on lockdown, and uh, we'll keep trucking along again. For the millionth time, follow us on Twitter at Hoopball Gaming. That's where we place all of our official bets. Uh, and give a shout out to our friends at mybookie.ag. Go on over there, sign up for your account, and get 50% match in your initial deposit using the promo code TODAY, T O D A Y. That's where we're going to be placing all of our bets, all at mybookie.ag. All right, Devin, that about does it for Friday. Uh, say goodbye to our our fine hoop ballers. Goodbye, fine hoop ballers. Take it easy, everyone. Enjoy the weekend. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.